All right. Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezrat Hashem will be learning Daf Chav Ches in Masech Sukkah. Hopefully, we'll have the Koach to get through it. Thank you. Uh, I'll be here all week. Actually, I will not be here all week. We'll talk about that. I'm not here for Erev Shabbos. Okay, but we want to get through to the Lulav Aguzel for sure. So, we're, um, this sugya was unbelievable. Um, I think I'm going to go and start 12 lines up from the wide on Chav Zayinam Bez and run through some of these. We have nuggets here, Andrew, today. You're going to love it. So we already spoke about some of the incredible psakim of Rabbi Eliezer, who was the Talmud of Yochanan ben Zakkai, and he uh, learned so many fascinating things in our Mishnah about sukkah that we didn't know. The 14 meals, we don't have like any of this, the uh, need to eat 14 meals in, uh, uh, during sukkahs, the idea of um, maybe Tashlumin, which he was choser on, a lot, a lot of fascinating halachas, including the halacha that you should stay home. Anyantiv. Stay home. Don't start going to Uman. Anyantiv. Literally. Look at this. So, Rabbi Eli goes to Rabbi Eliezer to visit him. Anyantiv. Amar lo. So, Rabbi Eliezer says to him, Eli, eincha mishof tehreigel. You're supposed to, severely, I don't know about Rosh Hashanah, but during the regalim, you're supposed to stay at home. We pointed out yesterday, Rabbi Yezer was praising the lazy ones, as Rashi points out, not for their laziness, but for channeling the laziness into at least this time staying home, right? And thus staying with their families on Yantiv. As it says, Now, uh, some Rishonim have Samachta Bechagecha. That makes actually more sense. Uh, be, uh, aside from the fact that that refers to Sukkot, it's also not the Pasuk, as we mentioned yesterday, V'samachta atahu v'itecha, is the Pasuk where you all bring, uh, you all leave your house and eat your Maisim Shani and your Shalayim. Um, right, how does this stim, uh, right, how do you reconcile this with the idea of Ali al Well, I guess if you do Ali al you go with your whole family, right? If your whole family is staying back, so then not. So then you stay with your family. Okay. However, we have a contradictory, um, so we have the following thing. Aini says the Gemara, Rabbi Yitzchak, Aini. How, how, how is it true that you shouldn't leave home? Rabbi Yitzchak said, You are supposed to go see your Rebbe on Yantiv. This was when the Isha Shunamit asked Elisha, the Navi, why, well, the, rather, I, I'll, I'll say it differently. I got that Mi Amar Al Mi wrong. The Mi Amar Al Mi is as follows. The husband of the Isha Shunamit asked, right, the Isha Shunamit, why are you going to go see the Gadolador, Elisha, Hanavi? Why are you going to him today? It is not Rosh Chodesh and it's not Shabbos. Wow, sounds like you should what? Visit your Rebbe on Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh which is certainly Kalvachomer, the Gemara deduces, would be true of Yantiv. If it's true of Rosh Chodesh and of Shabbos, then certainly it is true of Yantiv. So therefore, from that, we see that you are supposed to go see your Rebbe and Yantiv. The Gemara answers, Lo Kasha. It's the difference between a, road, a long road trip and a day trip. A day trip to your Rebbe, best thing in the world. On Yantiv, Shabbos, and Rosh Chodesh, presumably. But certainly on Yantiv and Shabbos, Anyantiv, and uh, however, to stay over and to just like leave your family overnight for Yantiv is not 
uh, applauded. Okay, so now we're two lines up from the wide, and we say Tanarabana. My sabre Liazar Shashavas Begala Elyon, Besukashashur, Byokhan Barbi Lai Bekesari. So let's orient ourselves in who who's who who's what's going on. Remember, Rabbi Lai showed up at Rabbi Liazar's doorstep for Yantav Rabbi Liazar reprimanded him. He said, You should stay home with your family. Smash cut to, I don't know, 30 years later, Rabbi Yezer is staying at Rabbi Eloi, his Talmud's son, Rabbi Yochanan. Presumably named so, I would imagine, for Rabbi Yezer's Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan, right? So you have the Talmud, Rabbi Eloi, has a child, and he names him Yochanan for his Rabbi's Rabbi. Okay. So this Yochanan uh, apparently has a really nice pad. He's got a sweet digs in Kesaria which is still Sweet Digs today. We once rented a mansion there. So, so there is Rabbi Eli who said, there is Rabbi Eli's son. Rabbi Eliezer had told Rabbi Eli not to go away for, for Yontiv, and here we see Rabbi Eliezer himself is it Rabbi Eli's son 20, 30 years later for Yontiv. So again, in the Upper Galilee, some say Kesaria, some Kesarion. Okay, so here's what happened. The great, the great, the great Rebbe, Rabbi Eliezer, is at his grand Talmud's Rabbi Yochanan's sukkah, v'yichama sukkah, and they're sitting in the sukkah, and the sun's starting to reach the edge, and Rabbi Yochanan wants to provide the best Kashmir's experience for his father's Rebbe, and he says, "Amar lo." So Rabbi Yochanan says to Rabbi Eliezer, "Ma'u shefrosh aleyasadin." Can I, in fact, write spread a sheet over the sukkah to prevent the sun from coming in? Um, the Rashi and Tosfos Ritva says that this is a question on whether, on whether Schach is kosher. We'll see from the Hemshach and the Gemara that that would not make as much sense as Rashi and Tosfos who both say this is an aspect of Bona, right? This is, uh, it was a halakha question relative to Bona because as we will see, this may not have been on Sukkot at all. But anyway, when the question was asked, Rabbi Yezer evaded the question. Amalo, Rabbi Yezer said, that as a response, he didn't say, "Can you spread a sheet over this sukkah?" He just said, "There's no, there was no, never a tribe of Israel from which a shofet did not, a judge did not arise." Okay, seems like a non sequitur. Rashi amazingly goes through. He says, "Let me see. I can think of all the shoftim. I can think of all the shvatim." And he takes you through all of them. And then at the end, he's left with a bunch of shoftim. He doesn't know where they're from. A bunch of shvatim that he doesn't know who came from. The honesty of Rashi at the end. I don't really know where those shoftim came from. And I don't know uh, who came from those from those shvatim. Um, so off the top of his head, he's naming all the shvatim, all the shoftim, and the honesty of saying he could have said they probably correspond to each other, but he's not presuming anything. He's just telling you it's amazing anyway. I think that there's a drash here, like a Garanowitz Muslim moment. I think that the illusion that Rabbi Eliezer was telling me to his Talmud, I would bet would say, when he says, it's like when you say like this. Mind you, there was a Nisayan. This won't be familiar to you, Andrew, because you're very principled, but I'll explain to you how some human beings are. There was a self-serving thing here, right? Rabbi Yochanan wants to, this is, I'm, I'm speculating here, but Rabbi Yochanan wants to give his father's Rebbe the best Gashmi's experience possible. The son is kind of ruining the whole the thing. So he halachically, he wishes the halacha would allow him to put the sheet on. So, and so Rabbi Yochanan is saying, you know what, your agenda doesn't matter, right? In other words, what matters is the halacha. It doesn't matter, you know, your agenda. So he's saying every, every, 
right? If you have four opinions, every every Jew can think that he's a Rebbe, right? In every little nook and cranny, you can make yourself a shofate, but that doesn't mean that you can have your own agenda, right? Something like that in, in deciding halacha. The halacha is what it is. Anyway, as the day goes on, the Gemara continues, the sukkah. So now the, now the sun's getting a little hotter. So now he asks him again, right? Because he didn't get an answer. So Also, there's no Shev from Yisrael from which Nevim did not emerge. And in the Shvatim of Yehuda and they had kings on the instructions of Nevim. Okay. Uh, evasive, evasive answers. Uh, and again, you'll have your Achronim who will, who will read um, meaning into this answer. But, but it sounds like on the surface like a non-sequitur, like he's just evo- avoiding answering. So now the sun rays are at Rabbi Eliezer's feet. That's always a tell. When you ask a billion times, don't get an answer, but then do it anyway, it sounds like you have an agenda. Yochanan, not for me to judge, but he takes the sheet not knowing the answer and just covers the sukkah. So what does Rabbi Eliezer do? Right? Wraps his towel, uh, his cloak around him in a huff and exits the sukkah. Wow. Says the Gemara, It's not because he had like a shear that this was usr, per se. He could have said something, but he wasn't going to comment because he never heard anything from his Rebbe about this. Of Pinchas Grishlita has a little shtickle if he saw about this. Uh, how how do you reconcile this with creativity and personal creativity? This idea that Rabbi Yezer never said anything they didn't hear from his Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan. So you could say he never said anything that wasn't according to some of the principles laid down by Rabbi Yochanan. Be that as it may, the Gemara asks, This flies in the face. This is not having a question on Rabbi Yezer's social behavior of, of storming out of the sukkah, but more... How could he do so? After all, we had another unique halacha of Rabbi Eliezer against the anti-sukkah hop halacha. That if you sukkah hop, you lose all of the mitzvah of, of yeshiva besukkah for the whole yantiv. So where was he going? Where are you going, Rabbi Eliezer? To which the Gemara said, right? In other words, if you leave the sukkah and go to someone else's sukkah, you're going to lose all the mitzvah yeshiva besukkah. says, no, regel acharavai. It was whatever. It was a different shmin atzeret, a different regel, where there's no chiv of sitting in the sukkah. So a further question, how was Rabbi Eliezer, right? This is the original question. How did he find himself in his Talmud's, in his Talmud's house, uh, son's house in the first place for Yantiv? This is the very Talmud who he reprimanded, right, for coming to him for Yantiv. So the answer is Shabbos Havai. It wasn't Yantiv. It was Shabbos. Shabbos, you can go and go to your Rabbi's house. Okay. Okay, two lines up from the bottom on Chavzayin Abed Beis. So, so, so what's going on? So the sukkah is just, it's just a deep, is, right? It wasn't, okay, so the sukkah, that's where they sat because it was comfortable, but it was a regular Shabbos in July, uh, August. This is Shabbos in August, Dafyomi coincidence. Okay, So the Gemara says, as you re- might recall, Rabbi Eliezer, the reason he didn't answer was because he had not heard, the reason he didn't answer Rabbi Yochanan ben Eloi's kasha was because he had not heard a concept like this said by Rabbi Yochanan. But, the Gemara points out, we have learned, Rabbi Eliezer, we have seen where Rabbi Eliezer himself 
had an opinion with regards to this issue. And so since he himself has taught a shear on a similar topic, then certainly he's already spoken out on this topic. So there be, should be no reason for him to hesitate to speak out on it and answer Rabbi Yochanan ben Eli's question. Says the Gemara, he should have taught from his very own ruling elsewhere. It's none. Because we learn in a Mishnah, you'll remember this Mishnah, Andrew, from Shabbos, Tav, Kuf, Chav, Hey, the window shutter. We know that there's a lacha that you're not allowed to do bone on Shabbos. Okay, so you can't do window installation. That would be part of bone. You're not just building the building, but the window installation is bone. How about window shutter installation? So that would also be bone if you're really installing something that's going to stay there for good. But what about, okay, something in between where you're kind of half putting on the window. Certainly closing a window shutter is not installation, right? You can open and close window shutters. So what about an in-between case where the window shutter is sort of hanging off and it's, and you're sticking it back on? So that was the Mishnah where Rabbi Yezer himself proposed an opinion. Pekaka Chalon. That's the way it's rephrased, it's phrased in Masech Shabbos. So Pekaka Chalon is a window shutter. Rabbi Yezer Omer, Bizman Shakasher Vitaloi, Pokikimbo, that if the shutter is kind of attached, semi-attached, you can close it. That's not bona. Be'im lav ain't poking in bow. This is called hosafos ohel, right? A type of aspect of bona where you have, right, a, a, a piece that's kind of partial ohel, extension, so to speak, and can you, can you attach it? So Rabbi Yezer had said over there that, that if it's attached, you could put it on, Right? And if not, you can't. The Chamim there said that either way, this is just a window shutter, this is not bone, this is fine. Okay. So now, in, in, in the case of Abeliezer, you have a sheet, it's not attached, and therefore it's adding some temporary structure to the sukkah. And Abeliezer, therefore, would thus uh, already have spoken out against putting on this sheet, according to his shita with regards to putting on a window shutter that was not attached, which is aser, and therefore he should have just told Rabbi Yochanan ben Eli that it's aser. So we finally arrive at koach, chavches, and we say like this, the difference between the pekak of the window and the sheet is that in the case of the pekak of the window, once you put it on and you install the window shutter, you keep it there. But here, the sheet's status, right, is a separate object. In other words, the window shutter belongs there. The sheet is a temp, is, is an object that you're temporarily putting there, and then maybe it wouldn't be us or why? Because it's not really bonnet, right? It's, there's a difference between a window shutter, that's the installation. Putting a blanket over something is just a cover. It's two separate entities. There's no boner there. It's just covering and uncovering. That should be okay, potentially. So whether that is part of a suffasol or not, um, would therefore not be the same case, and therefore that was something that he had not necessarily learned from Rabbi Yochanan, therefore Rabbi Yezer was silent. Let's, are, are you enjoying these Rabbi Yezer stories? Because I got more. Okay, Andrews gives a big thumbs up, so let's go. Turn around bottom. My sir, Rabbi Shashavas he likes the upper galley, Rabbi Yezer. Wow, well, we already know. The sukkah, the 14 meals, the tashlumin, he's a good uh, source for this sukkah. Going to him is exciting for, for sukkah shirim. So he asked him 30 questions. So again, the Eliezer would only say that which he heard from his Rebbe Rabbi Yochanan. So some say that 12 of them he had heard and answered. We didn't, doesn't say which ones they were. 18, he said he didn't. If you do the math, that's 30. Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yehuda, Aymer, Chiluf Advarim, Shemati, Shemati. So some of them, some said that the higher ratio he did here and the higher ratio he did not. And Amrullah, so they asked him, the following question of the year. Really? 
You're never going to say anything that you didn't hear. Can't we hear something original from yourself? So Amr Lahim, he's Katuni Lomar Shemati You're not going to pressure me into saying something I not heard from my Rebbe. Let me explain to you my life philosophy, and just to drive home the point that you're not going to move me off of this principle as follows. This is your kind of guy, Andrew. Very principled. Oh, you're the kind of guy for sure. Nobody ever came to the base medish before me. And it's true, Andrew. Nobody's ever walked into this base medish and not seen you. Um, when you are here, you're, nobody comes before you. Oh, this might not be true. No, I don't think you sleep here either. You just stay here awake. I never slept in base medish, not Shainis Kevin, not Shainis arrived. I knocked the other base medish for Yatsasi. First one in, last one out, Andrew. I, there was never a guy in the base medish when I left. I was always the last one to turn out the lights. Never talked in, right? Frivolous talk. And so one of my hardcore principles is that I never say anything I didn't hear from my Rebbe. And this is a collection of principles that you will not move off. You, you put this all together and this is an unmovable rock of principles. Okay. Now, Eliezer did not make this up on his own. He was following his Rebbe in these practices as well. Because now we're going to learn about his Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. He had a lot of the same principles as follows. Amr, love Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, Eliezer's Rebbe, Miyamav lo right? We're doing this a little bit in a different order. But first principle, he never talked. Shtus, frivolous talk. Vlo Always was wearing tefillin and, 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 right? Walking and in learning. Okay, right? I already told you. I think it was yesterday. I saw him walk on the plane, El Al flight to, I believe, JFK from Tel Aviv. Walks on in tefillin, walks off wearing tefillin. His son told me he chazered Maseches Nida seventy-two times. That's what he does on the flights. And again, I was too embarrassed to ask if he saw the movie, but that's a joke. Okay, nobody came before him in the base medish. Right, didn't sleep in the base medish. When he was in unclean alleyways, he was not mehar hair. So it's amazing, just can turn it on and off the control. Again, right, last one out. You'd never see him, like, even in learning in the base medish, you never see him, like, spacing out. He was focused, learning. And, but not self-entitled. He would open the door for his Talmidim, the covered. And he too, never said anything that he didn't hear from his Rebbe. So we know Rebbe Yehazah's Rebbe is Rebbe Yehazah's Rebbe. Who is Rebbe Yehazah's Rebbe? Hillel Hazakin. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. You know what? He never had this thing where it was late at night. And he said, you know what? Let's resume this tomorrow. It was like, I don't know when he stopped, but, it's, but he was never the guy to initiate stopping learning. We already learned this in Arve Psachim. That on Erev Pesach and on Erev Yom Kippur, for reasons I mentioned later, right? Get ready for Kol Nidre, get ready for the Sudam, right? The last Suda. Get ready for, right, the, the Seder. So those were the only two days in the year where you'd say, you know what, now it's time to go home. Let's put the kids to bed or let's get ready. Let's get some nap and get ready for the big night. And so these principles were absorbed by his Rebbe, his uh, Tamid Rebbe Eliezer. Now, let's learn more about his greatness. So, this is amazing. So here we go. We had Hilazakin at eight Tamidim. 
Amazing. 30 of them were Roy to receive the Shechina, like Moshe Rabbeinu. There's some philosophy here. You could get into it if you want. The Rambam. Can everybody, right? In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu, right? There was never a Navi like Moshe Rabbeinu. The question is, if you went to Navi school, could you achieve it? So the answer, the Rambam holds, to quote David Katz, it's like medical school. Like if you really, really put your mind to it, there's a discipline to it. It's not just like, it does, it does require tremendous yata deshmaya, but it's not like, you know, you're playing, you're playing dodgeball, you know, at, in camp, and all of a sudden, like, uh, you're struck by, by, this, by lightning and you become a Navi. There's, there's a process to it. Anyway. And so, so 30 were like, Moshe Rabbeinu, 30 were right to, re, to reach the Yeshua Benun level. And Esrim Benonim, 20, as the Rashi explains, between Yeshua Benun and Moshe Rabbeinu. And Godel Shebuchul and Yonasan Benuziel, Katan Shebuchul and Yochanan Menzakai. Whoa. Yonasan Benuziel was the greatest. This aforementioned Yochanan Menzakai, who never did anything but learn and was laser focused and was the first guy in and last guy out. He was the least of them all. How so? You go, go see Mefarshim to, to explain it, but Pashapshat, he was just, you know, he was great, certainly, right? Yeshua ben Nun was no slouch, but he was the least of them all. That's to give you an idea of the greatness of these Talmudim. So, so let's focus on the worst guy, the Lenten Rouge, as they call him in the Tour de France, the last guy um, in this, uh, in this uh, uh, class. Somebody has to be the last guy in the class. So what about this one? Listen to this. This is unbelievable. He left no stone unturned, Andrew. There was nothing that he ever did. I I would love nothing more than to go through all the Rashi's here. Each one is a golden nugget. Because he never, he he analyzed every mission on Gemara. So I I have to say this this one on Gemara. Because, Andrew, Riochon Mitzaka was a Tana. He was a Talmud of, of Ben Hillel. So what does that mean that he learned every Gemara? This is before the Gemara. Says Rashi, Shayuatanaim, right? They were, they were what? Medaktikim bedivrei arishonim. Atanaim achornim medaktikim bedivrei arishonim. Hastumim lefarshon, veliten bentam, kumoshasu amaraim achar hatanaim. In other words, all the work of the Gemara is really the work of the amaraim trying to express Right, give expression to all the thought processes of the Tanaim, but it's not like the Tanaim didn't think of it. Right? Obviously, it's an amazing, amazing idea. Uh, we will see. We'll see more on this. Anyway, halachos ve'agados. You got to see what Rashi says in all this. Gives examples of different halachos, different agados. Dikduke tarvet, dikduke sofrim, different dikdukim, and as we say, the dikduke sofrim, as, as Rashi points out, you go all the way down to. Rabbi Yossi says, that a ger, that's Mekabel, the Torah, has to be even Mekabel, the Dikduke Sofrim, Kalim Bechamurim, Gzeros Shavos, all the Kalvchoymer, Gzeros Shavos, Tkufos, all the astronomical cycles, Gematrius, as Rashi goes through Gematrius here, the Atbash, the Atbach, incredible, Rashi goes through each one, explains how, for example, all the different aspects, like, for example, how do we learn Nazir Shloshim Yom? Because it says, Kadosh Yiyeh, Yiyeh is Gematria Shloshim. So, again, Rashi here is got one golden nugget after another. Sichas Shedim Sichas Dekalim, this is my favorite Rashi here. Lo Yadana Mahi. He says, I have no idea, I have no clue what it's talking about. I mean, the, again, the Pashtas and the 
intellectual honesty, the honesty of Rashi. I don't know what this is. After going through all the shoftim and all the halachas and all the digdukim, giving examples of everything, this he doesn't know. Mishlos kovsin, mishlos shualim, baba maises, right? Different mishalim that are good for musar, as Rashi explains. Davar gadol v'davar katan. A great matter and a small matter. Says the Gemara, what's a great and a small matter? Davar gadol is maisim merkava, right? Esoteric things. Davar katan, havaya stabaya What a beautiful idea, right? The, the Ramba, Art Scroll quotes the Rambam Hilchas Yisoda Torah, that just because it's called Dover Katan doesn't mean that sh- that shouldn't be your focus. That should be your focus. Nobody said that you should be delving in, just because we call it Dover Gadol doesn't mean that, that that's where we start. You start with Gemara. Start with Pashup Shat. And then you move, you know, uh, and then you move as you go. But what's this Havaya Sabaya Varava? So again, Rashi, unbelievable. Call Ibai Lahula Abaya Varava have a Mesafkalahu, Vahula Nasan is Libo, Vinasan Baim Tam, Uvimeyamarayim Nishtakhu. Again, how many times have we seen Machlokas Abayi Varava? Do two different perspectives. Countless times already. All of those, he thought it through. In other words, he thought of all those studim, the Tanaim, Rabbi Yochum Sagai, anything Abayi Varava would say, he would have already have thought of. Even though he preceded Abayi Varava, when they were learning it, they were just giving expression to the thought process. Just incredible. Okay. Fine. Um, so... Right, this, this, uh, right, this is the fulfillment of this, uh, of the Pasuk that says that if, if you love Hashem, there's immense reward, I'll fill your storehouses. In other words, in Mishlei, the Torah is endless, and look at all these things that Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai, he left no stone unturned in any discipline of life, in any discipline of Musr, of Mashalim, of halacha, of gemara, of thinking back and forth, of svaras, of iyun, of incredible, incredible. And this was the what? This was the bottom feeder of the shear, so to speak. So you can imagine, you notice on Ben Uziel, who's the valedictorian, what he was like. You may have heard this. And Yosef Ben Uziel learned every. Any, any chicken that flew above him immediately became seared. Any, uh, any bird would become seared. Right? Tosus points out that this is, Shadvarim, right? Smechim Kinesinasan Besinai. That he learned with such fervor that it became, it was like a, it was like a personal Kabbal Satar at Har Sinai where there was fire. And that was the source of the flames. Just beautiful stuff. Okay, Mishnah. On the bottom of Chesamadal. Misha Yorosh Rubu Misukam Shachamim Sachabai is, we've already learned this, but now here's the Locus Classicus, the original source if you're sitting and most of you is in the Sukkah. However, the table is in your house. Bechamai says it's Puzzle famously. Bechamai says it's Puzzle famously. Didn't like we go on a Bechamai Bechamai road trip? And we saw that he was sitting with his Rosh Hashanah in the Sukkah. And however, his Shulchan was Tochabai. So how could you, Beit Shammai, say that's not good? Rabbi Yochanan Choranis sat that way. And nobody said anything. We didn't say you shouldn't sit like that. You're going to bring a proof from that story, that trip? Because in fact, uh, you may not have been there at the moment, but I did say, we did say to him, when we saw him, we said, The Beit Shammai Talmidim, on that very road trip, said to him, If this is how you sit, you would never go to Sukkah. Wow. Okay. Another part of the Mishnah, 
we see that they don't have chiv sukkah. However, a katan, it's not up until bar mitzvah, but only until he is independent of his mother is he patu from sukkah. We've already pointed this out towards the very beginning of, of our mesechta, that once he reaches a gil where, he does, where he's independent of his mother, he is chayv in sukkah. As the related incident says, masav yaldo kolosu shamaya zakein. Well, this is interesting. Shamaya zakein is going to be really machmer on this. His daughter-in-law had a kid. So Andrew, just like two days ago, your daughter had a kid, right? So Mazatov to you again. You should see a lot of nachas, and you could you could consider because it's almost sukkah. So you could consider this behavior. Let's say your daughter puts her daughter. Well, she's a daughter, so it's a granddaughter. It's different. But let's say it was you have a infant child, a son, and there was some plaster work on top of the crib. So Shammai broke apart all the plaster work on top of the crib. This is some schwer, huh? He's ripping apart the ceiling and making the Crib into a makeshift sukkah. Put schach on top of it for the katan. Says the Gemara, Minan Where do we know this idea that Nashim Avadim Katanim are potter from sukkah? The Tanar on Ezrach. Right, the Pasuk says, call Ezrach. Ezrach is a citizen. The Ezrach. In other words, this is going to be a citizen. Uh, 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 that's anybody. However, Ha Ezrach. It says, call Ha Ezrach. The extra hey, Lahotis and Nashim. And call is Larabos is Katanim. So that's, that's, call Ha Ezra. Okay. So the truth is, how do we know? Maybe one is to include, we already had this, uh, once. Uh, how do we know that one is to include Katanim and to exclude Nashim? Maybe it's to include Nashim and exclude Katanim. So it's going to be, Ha Ezra Lahotzi Es Han Nashim. So that's interesting. The Gemara says, is that true? And are you sure that when we say Ezra, it means Nashim and when it comes to Yom Kippur, we said that Ha Ezrach includes Nashim to teach you that uh, they are included in the Inuim of Yom Kippur. So it sounds like Ha Ezrach ex- includes Nashim, not excludes Nashim. What's going on here? Right? So we have like examples where Ezrach just means men and Ha Ezrach includes women. And here we're saying that Ezrach means everyone and Ha Ezrach excludes women. So which is it? So These laws are not really based on, right, two different actual, this is not really where we learn the halachas. We don't learn the halachas from the limudim of the psukim, but rather, it's hilchasanin. These are all halachas of Moshe Misinai, and they're abundant by saying, oh, Ezrach, Ezrach, they're just trying to make an achsmachta, to retrofit them into the psukim, but they're not really learning from the psukim, and thus, you can really learn, retrofit them contradictorily. It's not a word. Uh, but you understand what I'm saying. The Gemara says, hey, krava, hey, hilchasa. Wait a minute. So which is the tradition why, what's Allah Lamashim Sinai? Vesu, Kra Lamali Hilchasa. Vesu, Kra Lamali Hilchasa Lamali. In other words, if I just follow regular halacha, I would know that women are exempt from sukkah for a different reason. Because, because they are not chayiv in mitzvahs asayshas man grama. And I would know that they're chayiv in Yom Kippur because they're chayiv in los asays. That's what Gemara says now. Hasukkah mitzvahs asayshas man grama. Right? So I don't really even need any of these. I don't need the Pasuk or the Allah. I already have these halachic principles. And in addition, Yom Kippurim, the Pasuk already says, man or woman, the Chayv Ninuim of Yom Kippur. 
Says the Gemara, as we turn to Chav Chesamid Beis, Hishra Kasav Yishal Leish Lachol Anshim Shabatara. This is true of all Losasays, that women are also Chayv in the Losasays. So we already know these Alachas. We don't need Psukim, we don't need Alachal Moshim Sinai, says the Gemara. Amar Bayla, Olam Sukkah Hilchasa, Beitzrich. No, it's Alachal Moshim Sinai, the women are part of Sukkah, and you do need that Alachal Moshim Sinai, despite the fact that it's a Mitzvah Sasesh as one Gorama, because Salka Daita Chamina, Teshu Kain Taduru, Madir Ishva Ishto Av Sukkah Ishva Ishto. You would have thought, because Teshu Kain Taduru means, that just like the woman is in fact the bias, right? She lives in the house with the man, so therefore she should have to live in the sukkah with the man. Kamash Malan, that no, she has no such chiyuv. So it is indeed, uh, even though it's says Sazman Grama, it is indeed a chiddush from Halach Lamashim Sinai. Rava has a different reason. Rava Amar Itzchachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachach
So the Gemara, no, midarabanan. It really is a darabanan. Kra asmachta ba'almahud. What the pasuk is doing here is that it's simply an asmachta. Now two dots, middle page. Katan sheinat zarich leima. Hechi dami katan sheinat zarich leima. How are you going to determine when he's independent of his mother? So I'm going to be Rabbi Yana. I call shenifne ve'inim mekanachto. If he wipes himself, he's independent of his mother. Rabbi Shimon, I'm here. Call shenir mishnasu ve'ina kara ima. Anybody who wakes up from his sleep and doesn't cry for his mommy is independent of his mother. Says the Gemara. Everybody knows that, right, that, that, that adults sometimes find themselves waking up calling for their mommy. So that's not a good parameter. Yeah, There's a difference. There's calling your mother and then realizing, wait a minute, I'm, I'm 45. <laughs> right, right. So, so everybody was looking at the. That was awkward when he asked it in Sheer. He's like, "I call for my mommy," and then there was this deaf silence in Sheer. I mean, the dog <laughs> Right. So, there's a difference between calling for your mother, which everyone does, Andrew. So, stop react. There's two people, kinds of people: those who call for their mother and those who admit it. Right. However, there's a difference between calling for your mother and then catching yourself, or Laney saying, "Hey, Andrew, I'm here now," or Calling for your mother and just carrying on. That's what, it, that's what a baby does. Okay. Maise. Uh, two dots. Maise v'yalda kalaso. So what, what was going on with um, Beit Shammai? He's ripping apart the ceiling and creating a makeshift sukkah out of the crib. Maise lister, right? Our Mishnah says that katanim are potter from sukkah. So this, this, this flies in the face of that. Why is, he going, why is he tearing things apart and making a sukkah if they're potter from, from sukkah? It says the Gemara, chasur mechzevarach katani. Now, yeah, the Mishnah was... Missing this one piece that changes everything. It says, "V'shamai machmir." Yeah, he was machmir even on the smallest of katanim. And we have a story to illustrate that. Now yeah, it certainly does illustrate that he practiced what he preached. He ripped apart the, ce- the plaster ceiling and made even the infant's crib into a sukkah. He wants everybody in that sukkah. Wow! It says the Mishnah on Chav Chesam Right? You're supposed to make your sukkah keva, ubeisa arai. The Gemara is going to explain what this looks like. Obviously, if it rains and you're indoors, so then you stay. If it rains and you're in a sukkah, so the rain's going to fall through. You've made the sukkah into your keva, but how long can you, can you keep that up in the face of rain? So let's see. Mishatisra chamikba. When the rain is so intense that it ruins your food. They made a mashal. Famous mashal. This is the Mishnah. That when it rains on Sukkot, it is comparable to a slave who comes to pour wine for his master. And the... Uh, well, the Gemara is going to discuss who poured the, for the water, who, who spritzed the water in whose face. Right? Uh, but one way to understand it, because we're not going to get to it yet today, is to say the following. You're coming and you're trying to do a mitzvah, and Hashem is pouring, him being the master, is pouring the water in your face. Okay. Um, be that as it may, the Gemara says, What does this look like? You have all the best dishes, the couches, bring it all into the sukkah. There it is, the couches, the mattresses. Bring it all into the sukkah. And you should eat and drink and also go unto you. Lima the sukkah, what is this? This is not a, this is a confined space. Where are you going? Are you going on, on joy trips? So Mitayel has many, many readings. The Rishonim 
uh, are going to talk about a bunch of different things, but it is a common thread. The common thread is metayel is a relaxing stroll. It's the relaxation part. You're chilling. Eat and drink and chill in the sukkah. Relaxing in the sukkah, that's what you do. That's what it is. What you do in your house, that's what you do in the sukkah. As the mission said, so here we have all of those things that we just mentioned, right? A brisa to support what we were just saying. And we add at the, te- at the end of it, Mishanin, that you learn in the sukkah. Says the Gemara, is it really true that you analyze Torah in the sukkah? This is a fascinating concept here. The Ha'amar Rava, Rava said, Mikro Misna Bimitalalata. That, okay, Psukim. Mishnayis, that you can do in the sukkah, that's relaxing. But Iyun, mm, I don't know about Iyun. Iyun you got to do in the base medrash. If you do Iyun in the sukkah, so maybe you shouldn't. So, so how do we learn Mishan in the sukkah? The Gemara answer is Lokasha. It's not really a stira. This is what I'm talking to. One is, one is to just learn it sort of Pashup Shah. The other is Ion. Real intense Ion, maybe you can't do. That, that's, that's wild. So we, we, can't, we can't not continue on to Chavtesam and Aleph. Says the Gemara, When Rava and Rami Barchama, the famous Rami Barchama, Shir Schmidtman's PhD thesis in Barilan, when they went in front of Rav Chista, they would first review the material with one another. And then they would go back and analyze. This is called a hermeneutic reading, right? This is what we're doing, right? When we say Hajran Allah, we're learning to the best of our ability, the best shot we can, Pashup shot. Then you go back with logic and Iyun, try to analyze each thing and, and, uh, and go through it. So Amar Rav, Rav said, My name is Mishtayi Drinking cups can stay in the sukkah even after they're used. Mani Michla Bar But eating... This is this is uh, this is already off of the topic of, of Torah study. Can you leave these cups? Maybe we should stop here. But the question is, what? How are we gonna how are we gonna say uh, this idea of of the learning? We know that when you learn, there's two types of learning. There's learning and further analysis. That's what Rashi is saying over here, right? Merati begemara, Masha Shaman Pev, Dover Ploni, also Dover Ploni Motor. They would go through. Right, the Pashup shot, the Hadam Aini Biswara. And then you say, what is the reasoning? This is, we already learned this. We'll just put it up in a bow since we're finishing. So, Zalman um, Daiv, we're three lines down on Haftesa Medalif. So, we learned a fascinating thing. And since we have some people here at Shul, it says Rabbi Yochanan Bidzakai was learning. He left no stone unturned. He even learned the Kushis Abai Varava. Now, what makes that fascinating is that he's a Tana, and Abai and Rava are a Mariah. So he says, the, the Tanaim already thought all of the Tzdadim. And so what emerges is, so this is sort of like a Parnesian way of learning. You're trying to get to the bottom of Rishonim, Amaraim, Tanaim, what was the Svaras and the logic behind them. Uh, the article points out that today, Bismanazeh, the learning that we do can all be done and should all be done in the Sukkah. And so Bezat Hashem will be Zoche to learn Bekiyas, Ian and breadth and depth and all the stars of the Torah as we move forward. Bezat Hashem will continue tomorrow.